This is a Geekdom Podcast. In the country of Geekland, located on a tiny microphone-shaped planet far, far from Earth, the Geeklanders were a very peaceful and carefree people that used their magical sparkling hops to play and work among the heavens. One night, under the cover of darkness, the gluttonous King Poddidi and his minions swoop down from his castle on Mount Poddidi and steal all the beer in Geekland as well as the sparkling hops used to create more beer. The next morning, the residents are discussing what to do. A spry little boy named Kerbeer steps forward and volunteers to retrieve the beer and hops and stop Poddidi. This week on the podcast, we're celebrating the 35th anniversary of Kirby. Hello and welcome to Drinkin' Geek Out, a show where we drink beer and geek out. I'm your host, Dustin the Duke DDD, <laughs> and alongside me is Waddle Saf, and along with I got a big hammer, Keith. <laughs> Along with me is Kirby Pale, Pale Kirby, Pinky Pale, Pinky Pale, Pinky, Pinky Pale. Pale, Pinky Pale. Damn it! It's like it's Pinky that, Pale, but you're Pale. It has to be scripted for me, or I'm in my brain. <laughs> <laughs> it's never. Gonna, it's not gonna get it. Today's episode is featuring beer from Dot and Line Brewing and Taze River, and we are talking about. Kirby because it's a 35th anniversary. Yahoo! I literally, literally after Keith said that he has a big hammer, I thought Pale was going to continue with the sexual innuendo and said, and I'm pale and I suck good. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm a good sucker. (laughs) I thought he was going to say he has a big sword because that's what the other bad guys got. Yeah. I should have been Meta Knight Keith, damn it. I couldn't think (laughs) on the fly. (sighs) Meta Keith. But I just like, he's got a hammer in Smash Brothers. That's all I could remember. Forward beat. Kirbyth. Kirbyth. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think it's going to be Dustin and I starting with our beer again because you guys got a stout. Yeah. If you're okay in, with in that. In hindsight, so. last week we should have gone the other way. Yeah. I didn't <laughs> think about it until now, but I don't think they'll be too angry with, with us. Yeah. Nope, not at all. All right, so the beer we have in front of us is from Taze River in Lafayette, Indiana, one of my favorite places, my other home, if you will. Uh Lafayette, not Taze River. It's, it's a <laughs> yeah. nice location. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. a nice place. Yeah, great food, great environment. But I met Lafayette. All right, uh, it is a blood orange IPA, American IPA called Pinky and the Grain, which is pretty cool. However, we're most likely not going to have ourselves an Animaniacs episode anytime soon. Uh, even though they did come out again on Hulu, but it's still not That's really, not really a, our thing to make an Animaniacs TV show. Or like a podcast related to it. Uh, it has 5.8% ABV, 65 IBUs, which is Kirby 65 Returned to Ripple Star, a made-up game from Fantendo for the Wii U and sequel to Kirby 64, The Crystal Shards. That's neat. <laughs> All right. That's what came up when I Googled Kirby 65. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. All right, so the original description for this, uh, aroma and flavor of sweet citrus and melon are prominent and accompanied by subtle piney and peppery notes. Pinky not included. Yeah, because we've got the blood orange version. That's the description from the 
just the basic without the blood orange. So I'm guessing if you just included blood orange in that description, it'd be similar. Like replace melon with blood orange, probably. The can, we've got a pink-looking fist holding a fist full of grain, and uh, it's got stitches on the pinky. Must have got a little boo-boo there. Uh, he cut it like, with his sickle when he was cutting the sweet. <laughs> when he was he chopping down the sweet. And then, like, in the far background, you got, like, a, just, like, a textured-looking uh, weird pattern. Like seeds? Yeah. It's kind of uh, trippy when you stare at it a little while. It looks like one of those old uh, 3D uh, 3D eye posters or whatever they yeah. are. Yeah, what do you see when you look at this? <laughs> I see a schooner. I see a sailboat. Haha, it's a sailboat, you stupid idiot. <laughs> a schooner is a sailboat. <laughs> um, yeah, all right. So on the can, it says, sometimes a beer becomes more than just the sum of its parts. Pinking the brain became... More than just an American IPA, the day our brewer decided to test the boundaries of man versus machine, machine was victorious that day. But the local brewing communities came together to finish the batch while our brewer was having his near, nearly severed pinky reattached. Holy crap. That's probably... The, there you go. Why yeah. he had this thick down there. Yep. Yeah. Hopefully this, there's no blood in this, like actual blood. Oh, it's it, that's what the blood orange is. <laughs> This beer is a tribute to the spirit of our local craft brewing community, and if we do say so ourselves, is darn fine drinking IPA. Pinky not included. That makes sense why Pinky's not included, because he mm-hmm. damn near damn lost his... Yeah. So the Pinky's not in the... in the brew. They just want to make sure that we know that Pinky's not in here. It's good to know you're not drinking a human finger. <laughs> not the Wendy's Chili lawsuit back in the day. You never remember that one where she found a finger in her windy street? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a way throwback. <laughs> like 90s. <laughs> yeah. Since we're talking a 35th anniversary, you know, we got to talk yeah, about yeah. all our 35 years of existence. <laughs> and the Animaniacs is probably about 35 years old. Yeah. Very true. Uh, yeah. That, that That's about it for the can. There's just everything that we described. Nothing really else is on here. Let's see what we can find with this beer color because it's it's a unique-ish. Yeah. It's very orange. The blood orange definitely takes over. Um, my view is different from what the camera shows, uh, but it is a pretty... I think it's a straightforward color. Like... Um, yeah. Like a Nick... No, probably more orange than um, Nick. Like, I was thinking more like Clayface. Yeah. Yeah, Clayface or Morph Ball. I wanted to go with Waddle D, but it's not that dark. No. I started there and I was like, nope, not that dark. Maybe if you like from your camera angle, right? If I'm looking at my screen, looking at the, mm-hmm. that looks like what Yours, Waddle D looks yeah. like. But from my view, it's not. Go with Morph Ball, just to stay in Nintendo land. Yeah, that, that's fair. I like it. Uh, smell it. Smell Smell that orange. It's very, very orangey. Mm-hmm. That's a good smell. Yeah, it is a good, very good smell. It's like a like orange popsicle. Oh, oh, yeah. Yes. So good. Yeah. The cheap one, right? That comes in a tube. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> artificial the orange or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like everyone fights over the flavor. It's like, no, I don't want blue. Give me the orange one. With the orange. The purple one tastes like medicine. <laughs> I don't want blue. <laughs> yeah. I fought for the blue one. I mean, who? I don't know. <laughs> 
and the orange. <laughs> I liked them all except the purple. You're right, Saf. That was definitely yeah. The bad. purple one isn't bad. Nobody wants Dimatap. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when I'm sick, I go for the the Nyquil or the Dimatap. Yeah. I, I like that flavor, but not on the regular. Yeah, not in a delicious treat. I don't want. It. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Give me some cough medicine. I need that now. Give me the Dimatap. <laughs> yeah, like uh, meeting myself every so freaking often. <laughs> yeah, aside from orange, that's. Yeah, it's just this powerful orange smell. So yeah, I can they, I can kind of smell a little bit of the hops, like pineiness yeah. to it, but it's overpowered by that orange so much. Like orange candy. Yeah, I think it's yeah, gonna taste good. Me too. All right, let's try it. Do it. <laughs> drink, 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 drink. It sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> there is a bitterness on the back end that's yeah. pretty strong. But over the the upfront orange flavor is strong and delicious. Mm. Yeah, it's uh, the smell might be artificial, like you're thinking, you know, freeze pops. But mm-hmm. this tastes like I just took a bite out of an orange. Wow, it's got the bitterness from the from the IPA mm. plus the sweet and citrusy. Okay. So it feels like I literally just took a chunk out of an orange. Nice, and, it, and it's. A blood orange too, so you get like a little bit of that more soury, yeah, tart. Fl- yeah, but not quite grapefruit tart. Like right, to be clear, just a little bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's a blood orange. Yep. Yeah. Is it like mm, the little cutie oranges that you just like Mm-mm. can easily? Those are, those are sweet. Those are like little clementines. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, those are more sweet. Like those, a blood orange is not sweet. Like those raspberry blood oranges or whatever they're called, rupee rubies, yep. blood orange. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. I'm getting mixed not, up. not not yeah. Not as they're they're like they're like grapefruits. It's but like not, a mix. Well, yeah. Not huge. Mm-hmm. Mm, okay. Yeah. This they is got like red. It looks like somebody spray painted half of them red or something. <laughs> like <laughs> they're still orange, but they, it looks like they got red spray paint on them. Yeah. Yeah. It's overpowering with that orange flavor. Yeah. Is it? They definitely didn't skimp on that. A good thing or a bad thing. A good thing. Okay. Oh, 100% a good thing. <laughs> like, if it wasn't called blood orange pinky, if it was just regular pinky in the grain and it tasted like this, it would be a little awkward. But since it's telling you it is blood orange, that's right. like the first thing they're putting forward. It makes sense that that's the first thing you're also picking out in the flavor. Gotcha. Yeah, we'd, I would very much would like to taste this without the blood orange to see. Yeah, like, I, what I was going to get that too, but they didn't have, they only had this version. Hmm. I would have totally doubled up on this episode. Just to <laughs> yeah, just to compare. Maybe right. someday we'll find it. Well, that's good. At least they're true to their name there, and that's what I always like about beers like that. Yeah. If you say there's blood orange, I better taste it. And it <laughs> yeah, if, if it's not like in-your-face blood orange, then don't even bother telling me. Yeah, right, exactly. Keep that to yourself. I feel like the, 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 the combination of the hops plus the orange flavor makes yeah. it just taste like you're eating the orange, which... It's really hard to do when you when you brew a beer. Like mm-hmm. you're like, oh yeah, I made a a peanut butter or you know a peanut flavored something. And this you can tell it's artificial. This is different. Like this is like legit orange taste. Like I'm literally eating an orange right now. This is awesome. Mm. Uh, the fact that it's five point eight percent just makes it a hell of a lot better. This uh, qualifies for lawn mowing beer. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's. Easy drinking summer beer. Absolutely. This just like brought my hopes up. We had fucking snow outside. <laughs> <laughs> there was flakes this evening. I've yep. been here in Fort Wayne. Yeah. Yeah, literally. When 
when this is being posted in April, there's fucking snow on the ground. <laughs> Most likely there will be. That's a good good guess. Uh, Jesus, I know. No snow where I'm going. A few weeks. To or, hell. Excuse me. <laughs> You're going a few weeks hell. ago. <laughs> It'll pass. Yes, I'm going to the seventh layer of hell. There's a discount on Expedia. Dante will be proud. <laughs> All right, hit us with the untapped numbers, whoever's got them pulled up. Right. Pill, do you have them this time, or do you want me? I got them. I got them. Okay, go ahead. This time. A total of 237 check-ins, 167 ratings, 3.96. Wait, are you on the right one? It says blood orange. The blood orange. Okay, yep, yep. Okay, you're good. Yep. Um, Got one friend, but... Person's on the show, so I cannot say. I know him. He looks real familiar. I think <laughs> I've seen him many times. You don't have Mister Gone V Six. I did the same thing, and you're not on the That's blood the orange original. one. That's the OG. Uh, same label. Yeah, they do have the same label, yep. except for one says blood orange and one does not. That's what threw me off too. Pale was right. I was wrong. Figured I probably should do the Blood Orange one. Oh, well, interesting. Um, I did check the original in. I gave it a 375. Oh, so you have had. Yeah, I did when I was there. <laughs> what I did you say? Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, shit. Can you remember? <laughs> you liked it? He's thinking. <laughs> Give him time. Uh... It's a good standard IPA. <laughs> has a very nice hot flavor to it. Uh, I've never seen your forehead so scrunched in a thinking motion before. <laughs> Just read Mr. Comfy 6 check-in. <laughs> Passing it off as my own. It's fair. It's probably similar. Well, there's only, what, 167 check-ins, so it's going to be really easy not to find something. Mark says one is a genius, the other is insane. Yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> that's awesome. That's good. Brian L. says, flavors are definitely carried by the blood range, finishes with some melon notes, but isn't sweet. Gave it a four. I'm not seeing a whole lot after that, besides somebody who's going to give their take. Mwah. <laughs> Bill just put nice. Gave it a four. A lot of pictures, but not a whole lot of descriptions. Actually, not a whole lot of pictures either. Boundary W. Tons of blood. Tons of blood. Orange. Gave it a three and a half. I see a lot of four and a halfs and four seventy fives. I just wish few people would explain like what they were enjoying so much about it. <laughs> 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 John K says light body with hints of orange. Good beer, but nothing too special. He gave it a 3.25, so he's not a fan. He must have had the end of the orange where you guys are saying it's up front and very prevalent throughout. Yeah. John K must not have his tasters working. Must not. Or a different version. Come on, Jake, Oh, dang. I'm just keeping my chicken the same. Corey Sweet. loves this beer. Yeah, I was what about did, to read Corey. Yeah. What did Corey say? Go ahead, Seth, if you got it. 
He says, seriously, what is this place? This is also amazing. I'm a sucker for blood orange anything, and this is the best blood orange beer I've had. And gave it a 4.75. What a stingy bitch. What's, what's, mm. a, what's a five to him? He said this is the best he's ever had. What's a five? <laughs> he loves blood orange, and this is the best one he's had, but it's not quite a five. Doesn't make any sense. Mm. Uh, and for my check-in, I gave it a four, and I said, the blood orange elevates this beer to another level, I assume, having never tried the original. <laughs> and that's what I'm going to stick with. I really like, or I really love the blood orange flavor in this. It's got a little bit of that bitterness. What is it? Uh, 65 IBUs on the back end mm-hmm. that are coming through, but that blood orange up front just tastes like candy. It's very delicious. I give this one a four and a half. Ooh, nice. Uh, I said the flavor is damn near perfect. Feels like I'm eating an orange. The low ABV allows this to be a great lawn mowing beer. I think they knocked it out of the park with the name on this, ty- you know, the, on the can mm-hmm. says blood orange. And I feel like I'm eating a blood orange with this. And it smells great. It eats well. It's a low ABV, 5.8. It eats well. Yeah, it it's, keeps up on a, a lovely diet. <laughs> it eats well. Uh, it's uh, classified as a West Coast. So it has like that hoppy, piney flavor mm-hmm. that I like. That you uh, love. Yeah. Clearly. Four and a half. It isn't great. Just, uh, I give the other guy shit for saying that he's like, this is the best beer I've had and gave it a four seventy five. I'm literally talking like a big game up on this and I only gave it a four and a half myself. <laughs> uh, but it's not quite like a milkshakey beer. It's not, you know, yeah, juicy it's, enough, you know. If it was like a New England that had more of that hop flavor or something, yeah. I think that would really boost it. I agree. All right. I'm excited to hear about these sugar cookies. Sugar cookie style. Pale, you want to take this one? Sure. Keith and I are drinking the sugar cookie golden stout from Dot and Line. This beer comes in at 7.7% ABV. IBUs are not listed. It says the golden stout brewed with sugar cookies conditioned on cocoa nibs and coffee. Natural white chocolate flavor added contains lactose. And I would like to add a disclaimer, because if you listen to our podcast on a regular basis, you think, these assholes only drink old beer. Uh, (laughs) This, as of time of recording, is one week old. So I just picked this up last week. So I know we always have dot in line, and it's probably should be brought to you by the dot and line brewery here in Fort Wayne. <laughs> when are they going to have <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> right. Um, we keep them in business. No, just kidding. Uh, or two Tom's. Or two Tom's. Yeah. That's basically the Fort Wayne breweries we keep in business. Uh, but yeah, it's pretty cool to say that this is just a week in, in, in its existence. So I've already had it as I picked it up at the brewery. Um, and I know pale is super excited to try this beer, but if we uh, take a look at the can to start it off, as Pale read in the description, brewed with sugar cookies. And if you are a Fort Wayne native, you recognize this cookie that is on the front. This is from the Cookie Cottage Cookie Company, or I don't know if they're called Cookie Company, but the Cookie Cottage Cookies. Uh, this is their staple sugar cookie with the white frosting and rainbow sprinkles on top. It's got a bite taken out of it. 
It is sitting on a wooden table with coffee beans mm-hmm. and a stack of other cookies, as you can see in the background there. And the sugar cookie is written with the frosting in a little fun little font, sugar cookie, golden stout. And this, when I looked at this, it kind of reminded me of Kirby because I think he had uh, one of his final smash was like a, a cooking thing. He's got something with cookies and cakes and sweets and all sorts of stuff. And yeah, you collect all sorts of f- food and treats. Yeah. And he's always eating shit. So that's what this kind of reminded me of. I thought that would be perfect for this episode. But yeah. Does it give you like the, the grains and yeah. junk on the it's side? It's got the Willamette hops. And the grains we got pale. Hey, pale. Oh, hey. Pills, flaked oats, white wheat, brown, and lactose. <laughs> That's just what the grain's called. It's brown grain. I don't want to know where that comes from. And, <laughs> <laughs> and the yeast used is the Apex London Ale. So I did say um, earlier, I think we were off air, uh, but there was a um, one of those little Instagram, Facebook stories, or whatever you want to call them, that it showed Dot and Line opening up a box of Cookie Cottage cookies, taking the sugar cookies and crumbling them into the beer vat, um, whatever it is <laughs> called. But they, Fermenter? Yeah, they were uh, crumbling them up and putting them in there. So this was legitimately brewed with sugar cookies That's from awesome. Cookie wow. Cottage. So That's after cool. seeing that video, I'm like, whenever this beer comes out, man, I got to go try this. And to find out Hopefully it's that a, flavor comes through. a golden stout, like, yes, let's go. <laughs> and then they threw coffee in there, and I'm just like, I'm dead. <laughs> so su- I was super excited to try this beer. What's the color? The color, I kind of want to add one. Since we are in Kirby episode land, I kind of want to go Kirby's Golden Star. <laughs> I don't think we have that as a color listed. The Superstar? The Superstar, yeah. We do now. I think we should. We need a little more Kirby in there. What do you think, Pale? A little golden star? It's a little Mm. yellow, depending on the light. It kind of takes on the form of whatever's behind it. But it's got definitely a gold color, I think, to it. I'm good with that. I mean, compared to what some of our other stuff that we have on there. I'd say... The star rod is from Kirby. Oh, star rod's from Kirby. I, or that little star you jump in. Yeah, and like. I Googled the uh, Kirby star and it showed Kirby on top of a star and yeah. it was like the perfect color. So I mean, that's the one. He, yeah, the that Amiibo one. Yeah, on the one. little star. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's also in Smash Brothers. You grab it and you float up and then you come mm-hmm. down and yeah. explode. That's how you like transport from level to level in some of the games. Yeah. So if we're cool with that, I think we can stick with that color. It's Good. a nice little golden color. Since it yeah, is called too, a golden stout, so it's a little too light to be a bottle D. Oh yeah, but bottle so, D's but too orange. Too orange, yeah. It's very orange, it's like right in the middle of a lager and a red and amber at that amber. Maybe yeah. a shoe. Well, yeah, but the shoe we have on the picture is not that on yellow. The picture, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a little different, but yeah, definitely waddle D shoe. So we could do that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like this Kirby star. That was our problem when we were trying to get Waddle D as well. Our beer just was not dark <laughs> yeah. yeah. And ours is darker than yours. <laughs> DDD's mittens. Ah, uh, DDD. There you go. Mittens and beak. <laughs> He's a penguin, right? 
Yeah, okay. I don't know what he's doing with these balloon-shaped people. <laughs> <laughs> How did he get on this planet? Uh, <laughs> should be at the North Pole. All right, what are you getting on the nose, Pale? I think there's only one answer. Coffee. Yes. <laughs> it's like you just drop coffee grounds right into the beer. Definite coffee nose. But the more you swirl mm-hmm. and sniff, you get the sweetness, almost like a cookie. Just a bit. As I see, you're already sipping. I said sniffing. <laughs> Pale. <laughs> he sniffs with his lips. <laughs> yeah, I was sniffing with my lips. <laughs> All right, fine. Drink it. It's literally like all he does is just drink the beer. He doesn't. <laughs> no, I do like when you, this on the nose is obviously 90% coffee, but the other 10%, 10% is that the actual like cookie part, yep. not like so much the icing, but like the actual cookie. Yeah. The actual cookie for yeah. sure. I don't think they put the icing in there. It was the uniced icing ones. Okay. They crumpled in. On that first sip, coffee is prevalent. It is the first thing that you taste. It lingers throughout, but that sweetness. And it ends with the sugar cookie and a hint of the white chocolate is definitely in there. I can get that. Mm-hmm. I can pick out all the flavors that they said that are in here, which is a win for me. Cacao I get nibs. the white chocolate on the back and a little bit. Yeah. I think that adds to the stout. For it to be called a golden stout, they had to add a few of the stout flavors, hence the cacao nibs and the coffee. Because I don't know what other elements that you could add to this to make it a golden stout. I believe we had one golden stout on this show. It was from, oh, shit. It was a place in Indy. Brewlink. Brewlink. Yep. Oh, yeah, though. Yeah, Brewlink had the a ivory, st- ivory stout. Thank you. Uh, we had one of those, and that was pretty good. And it kind of a little reminiscent of that. So it's like you got to put the, a few of the elements of the stout in there to actually call it a golden stout. But that works for me. I love this. Just like a couple episodes ago, I had the uh, white stout on from uh, uh, Dragon's Book. Dragon's Book White. Oh, that's right. Dragon's oh, Book yeah. had one. That's good. I will say it's not perfect. Um, there's a bit of a bitterness in between kind of sits on the side of the tongue that I'm getting. It's not like a terrible bitter, but it's like something's a little off because I think all these flavors combined, it, yeah, it's weird. A lot. It's a, it's a lot happening. And I think the tongue is getting confused after a little bit of time. So I have a feeling this may not be well liked by a lot of folks. But it has the elements that I like, so I know I ranked it pretty high. I will tell you, on Untapped, 27 people have rated it, and they averaged to a 3.85. I have one friend who checked it in, and he gave it a... Just kidding, I'm not going to read that. <laughs> I mean, you can if you want. I'll just drink while you read it. So <laughs> <laughs> Then he... Yeah, he's done. His segments are done. Uh, Brett F., check this one in. Found out we got the wrong pour. Super good. So maybe he ordered the wrong, he ordered a beer, got this hmm. instead. It's kind of hard to do there because you're literally sitting right in front of the poles, but okay. <laughs> uh, Kelly C says, tastes like pancakes. 
and gave it a 4.25. Jeff H. gave it a 4.25, says unique, smooth hint of white chocolate and coffee. You get the white coffee or white chocolate in there? Yeah. There's a yeah. a little bit element on the back end that I got of the white chocolate, which is also another did. favorite of mine. I do like the white chocolate candies, like Hershey's Cookies and Cream, things like that. That's got the white chocolate in. It's really good. Mm-hmm. I figured like maybe supposed to emulate what the icing would be like I, on the yeah, cookie. I believe so. That's what they were trying to go for there. Uh, we always have that one person, Kevin D, not my thing. Then so it's a don't zero. drink it, Kevin. <laughs> he gave it a three, but it's still not a thing. That's a respectable like score if it's not your thing. But don't don't rate it. Yeah, we say this every time. We don't rate sours. <laughs> it's not our thing. Mandy H. Very strong coffee flavor. Don't taste much sugar cookie. Two seventy five. Connor, a little sweet for me. Get the white chocolate in the coffee. Three fifty. So I guess. White chocolate is the thing. Yep. Hmm. White chocolate doesn't really have a fl- too strong of a flavor. It's just sugar and butter and bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's basically lactose. Like the flavor of lactose has the same flavor as white chocolate mm-hmm. to me. I will agree with the the lady who said pancakes because definitely, honestly, if I was making this a sugar cookie golden stout, I would have left the coffee out of it. Yeah, that's um, weird to add that. So it's it's weird that it's added, but it's definitely a huge plus in Keith's book. So <laughs> yeah, um, it's probably I'm not disappointed. It's probably the base, right? Yeah, the, the stout that they used yeah. has coffee flavor to it, and then they just added all this sugar mm-hmm. and cookie and stuff to it. And and that's like we talked about this a couple weeks ago. That's part of the problem that Dot and Lion has right now is that they don't have a. I don't want to say a dedicated brewer for their basics, but you have one guy and probably a couple of people helping him. He he doesn't have that baseline for the stouts yet. Uh, the Ghoul's Gould, Gravy is pretty good. Is their, That's like, a porter. their go-to, yeah, as a porter. Yeah. yeah. I mean, a porter is a stout, just a, a weaker stout, I think, according to the, the stout day we had. Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, like. And again, like I said the episode before, it's not a knock on Dot Line. I enjoy their beers quite a bit. They make they, great beer. Yeah, for sure. Good. They make a lot of great IPAs. Mm-hmm. I just think that there's a lot of places that could step up their, their stout game. And Dot yeah. Line is just one of those people that can step, you know, step it up. Uh, so I think it's just like the lack of having a base stout. They just have this one that has like the coffee flavor to it. I think yeah. that's... I feel like it should be called sugar cookie coffee stout. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you would think. Well, I. All right, guys, you got your. Yeah. yeah I think. I yeah, got to recheck it in so you have access to a photo that we could throw up on the socials. But, <laughs> um, I'll just. I'm keeping it the same because it was just one week ago from recording. And once I had this, I said a. Well, I gave it a four and a half. And said, a very unique beer of a blend of flavors that I love. Strong coffee and sweet white chocolate flavor, giving it a hint of sugar cookie. Lactose added to smooth this beer out. Coffee gives it the delicious roasty feel of a stout, but finishes like a lager. And it really is. It's very smooth. This is easy drinking. It's almost like a lawnmower beer uh, with these lagers um, that it does go down pretty quick, but it does pack a little bit of a punch at that 7.7% 7.7% ABV. 
But the thing that's keeping it away from a five, as I mentioned before, it is that bitterness. And I know a lot of people are not going to get that from the roasty, from the coffee. It's a bit of the coffee bitterness. The chocolate kind of falls off a little bit. Um, and it's just, I think it's, there's a lot happening in this beer and it's a mix of too many things and uh, it tries to do a little too much, but I love the concept. I can still get the cookie. It's got the things I love. I can't say anymore. Could you put a number on the bitterness? Like a geek IBU? Uh, if Pale gives his ranking, I might be able to <laughs> come up with something. Of <laughs> <laughs> uh, I as well said four and a half. I said strong coffee notes with a subtle white chocolate ending. Very easy to drink, but would like a little more sweetness and a little less coffee. Still a really solid golden stout. So for me, I think what holds it back from being a five is just the strong coffee notes that are not it, that don't really show that like in the, the name of the beer. I mean, the label, you see the coffee beans, but you're expecting more of a sweet sugar, like the icing part of the cookie. And you're just getting the, the coffee seems only. like an afterthought. Yeah, it's like, but it's the forefront flavor, whereas it makes it seem like the cookies are an afterthought. So, like, like Dustin was saying, if they had maybe multiple stout, like base stouts that they could use, they could. This could be easily a five, but it's just four and a half is still really, really good. Just I think personally, it could be a little bit better if they. Honestly, if they threw like a little maple syrup in here, it would be like waffle crisp cereal. They could mm. just call it that with the coffee added. Mm. So it's more like a breakfast. That's why this lady was saying pancakes earlier. So I'm like, I can get that. Hence the coffee. This is like a breakfast tasting thing. But, you know, there's people out there eat cookies for breakfast. I've done that before. I feel like, have you had the elf cereal? Uh, I have not. It's a seasonal. It basically tastes, has like maple syrup. And it tastes like uh, waffle crisp, but it also has marshmallows in <laughs> nice. it. So I feel like the marshmallows would be like the lactose, yeah. uh, white chocolate flavor. <laughs> I always get it on clearance after the holidays yeah. for like 99 cents yeah, a box. nobody wants that shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's actually pretty good. Yeah. But it's candy for breakfast. There's not much I can say on the IBUs. I mean, it's super light because it's a lager, so... I think the closest thing I could go to tie this in here would be eight for an eight bit. I was gonna say eight bit or sixteen bit. Yeah, <laughs> somewhere that would be about it. It would work the best. In between there, we are taking this minor break to remind you all that you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and now TikTok at Drink In Geek Out. Most of our socials are done through Instagram. We try to uh, do trickle down a post to Twitter and Facebook if you want to get a hold of us uh, or see what we're doing. Instagram is going to be the best thing for you. TikTok is just going to be fun. We're not going to try to be super serious about it, uh, but you can find some of our brewery trips and uh, our craft beer that we've been brewing ourselves on the TikTok. You can also find us on our website, drinkinggeekout.com. There we have our Geek SRM, our Geeky IBUs, our show notes, and other links to find out you know more about us or how to contact us. You can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts. And yes, I know you're currently listening to us, but what if you need a new venue? I'm sure we got one just for you. We got merch, t-shirts, masks, mugs, stickers, and more. 
on Threadless at drinkinggeekout.threadless.com and on TeePublic at tpublic.com slash store slash drinkinggeekout. We do have a Patreon. It's not super active, but we do have uh, levels of support that you could help us with, uh, starting with like the Super Geek that gets you a shout out on the show and up to the Uber Geek. We have pretty much forces us to dedicate an episode to you. And there's plenty of rewards in the middle uh, as you grow up different tiers. You do not have to support us to listen to the show, but anything helps since we are free and will continue to be free to provide you the best beer content and geek content out there. And now, back to the show. All right, so for the week discussion, this episode is Kirby. Yeah, 35 years old. I was born in 87. So <laughs> you're the youngin'. This hit. I know, I know. This hit me hard. Like when when we're like, yeah, we're gonna talk about the 35th anniversary of Kirby, and I was like, when did that kind of come out? Oh, Shit. April of 87. God damn it! I'm almost 35. <laughs> <laughs> Kirby's older than me. Yeah, I was like, oh shit, this is weird. And then I realized I'm younger than all three of you. Yep. Which is really yep. weird because in my college friend group, I'm the oldest one. <laughs> and so I was like, oh Jesus. It's so weird. Uh but anyways, uh Kirby's round appearance and ability to cope. He he does a lot of copium. That's not <laughs> that's not what I was meant to read. The ability to copy his foe's power has made him a well-known figure in video games. Consistently ranked one of the most iconic video game characters of all time. He first appeared in 1992's Kirby's Dreamland for the Game Boy, originally a placeholder created by uh, Masahiro Sakurai at the age of 19. Sakurai. For the game's early development, he has since then starred in over 20 games, ranging from the action platformers to puzzles, racing, and even pinball. Kirby pinball is pretty good. He's also been featured in playable as a playable fighter in Smash Bros. Uh, he has also starred in his own anime and manga series. Since 1999, he has been voiced by Makiko Omoto. So, wait a minute. I'm sure you have the answer to this one. But his first appearance was in 92's Kirby's Dreamland. Why does it say April of 87? Well, I'm guessing it's supposed to say April of 92, and it just was a mistype. I'm older than Kirby. (laughs) Go fuck yourself. (laughs) But I can double check real quick. Yeah, April 27th, 1992. Yeah, so yeah, that's, that's supposed to Kirby's say. Dream. It's World. the 30th anniversary, not the 35th. I was going to say. Oh, geez. Geez, misread it. So it's Allison's age, not mine. He's from a game. His first game was on yep. Game Boy, not the that's NES. What I thought. That makes more sense. Yeah, Allison was born a month after this game, or two weeks after this game. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, so that's a baby. <laughs> I know. <I'm> a baby. <laughs> No, no, Cradle Robin jokes, please. And thank you. <laughs> I thought it. I didn't and say it. <laughs> we'll say that for later. That'll be the bonus, bonus round. round. <laughs> Stay tuned. Stay tuned for the bonus round. <laughs> uh, you also may have uh, recognized Masahiro Sakurai from the Smash Bros. 
uh, directs he always does where he announces the new fighters because he also created the Smash Bros. Mm-hmm. series. That's why Kirby is like the lead character in that because he created Kirby and then he also created Smash Bros. Yep. Right. So whenever you're playing the single player game through the subterrain or yeah. whatever, it's always Kirby because yep. you're mm-hmm. your starter. I was curious. I guess I, uh, I guess I, you know, just finally figured that one out. Uh, Kirby is well known for his ability to inhale objects, or as Pale should have said in the intro, that he's a good sucker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it sucks just as much as Pale does. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so it inhales objects and creatures to gain their power, as well as his ability to float by expanding his body. He uses the ability to rescue various lands, including his own home world of planet Popstar, from evil forces and antagonists such as the Dark Matter or Nightmare. On these adventures, he often crosses paths as his rivals, uh, King King DDD or Meta Knight, though Meta Knight can be seen as a hero depending on the game. Kirby has been described as one of the most legendary video game characters of all time by PC World. In virtually all of his appearances, Kirby is depicted as cheerful, innocent, and food-loving, or sweet-loving, as uh, Keith said Mm -hmm. earlier with the beer. However, he becomes fearless, bold, and clever in the face of danger. Danger. That brings me to one of my points that I had for later, but we can talk about it now. If you scroll down where I have all these Kirby Mm -hmm. pictures, it compares the Japanese box art to the American box art. And I thought it was kind of interesting. Like on all the Japanese box art, Kirby's like happy or smiling. And then in the American box art, he's always got these angry eyes and he looks very ferocious. Very serious. I was going to, I was going to mention I, that too, because in the Japanese culture coming from an anime perspective, it's always the big googly yeah. eyes, the smiley face, the hello kitty. Oh, it's cute. cute it's adorable. Kawaii culture. And that's why Kirby, I think has stretched across, you know, male and female alike. Um, I know a lot of girls mm-hmm. that are obsessed with Kirby. He's so adorable. He's so cute. I want to pick him. Um, but you're right. I never did notice this before because in that American sense, Kirby's a badass. Um, instead of... Games are directed more towards males exactly. in America. So it's like, oh, we got to make him look tough. He's a pink blob. So it, boys aren't going to want to play him. So let's give him a mad face. Yeah. <laughs> you're right. Oh, my gosh. I never realized that. That's so cool. So, speak of the uh, the ability to inhale objects and creatures to gain their powers. That was probably like the neatest like concept to Smash Brothers before I realized that that's actually like a mechanic in the actual games. Uh, but one of the things I love to do in Smash Brothers is when you inhale them, you jump off the edge with them. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Take them suicide mission. Yeah. If you don't have a, if you don't have any lives to handle that, you can spit them out. And because and you're Kirby, you can Kirby float. can jump and float. <laughs> you just float back up to the mm-hmm. top. Yeah, that's the thing I would like to do with Donkey Kong too. Like smash him on the ground and put him over your shoulder and just jump yes. off to the edge. Yep, there's always that makes sense because the picture I took for this episode is the two Toms art where it's got the marshmallow and the Donkey Kong. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah, that label from that old beer the is in the background. Going. Cheesy characters, I love it. Uh, Kirby was created by uh, Masahiro Sakurai. Is that what you said? Sakurai. 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 As the player character of the 92's game Kirby's Dreamland. The character's design was intended to serve as a placeholder 
for the game's original protagonist in early development and thus was given a simplistic ball-like appearance. Sakurai switched to the placeholder design for the final character design when he believed that it served the character better. The character was known as Popo Popo. Mm-hmm. Uh, during... I think that's why DDD and Popo Popo, but DDD stuck for some reason. During the game development, until the name Kirby was given from a draft list of potential names, Shigeru Miyamoto stated that Kirby was chosen in honor of American lawyer John Kirby, who defended Nintendo in the. Universal City Studios Inc. versus Nintendo Co. Limited case in 1984, and that the guttural sounding name contrasted amusingly with the character's cuteness appearance. Kirby appears white in uh, Kirby Dreamland due to the grayscale palette of the Game Boy system. Clearly, that's what I thought. Like, duh, it's on a Game Boy. There's no color. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Sakurai. Uh, Sakurai. I can never get that right. Sakurai (laughs) intended the character to be pink, though Miyamoto had originally thought the character to be yellow. Kirby does appear white in the game's North American promotional material and artwork to reflect the character's in-game appearance. I always wondered that. That's interesting that the color changes. I just, I don't think North America knew. Yeah. I was going to say, I'm glad that he was pink because yellow... Or represented like Pac-Man a little bit, yeah, too much. Yeah, too much. it probably would. Yeah, the, and you can be like different color Kirby's in some games where there's like multiple Kirby's mm-hmm. on screen, where you like in the co-op games and stuff, and they do include yellow in that. Maybe as a <sighs> shout out to Miyamoto. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you could be yellow Kirby in Smash Brothers too. Mm-hmm. You know, it's Go ahead. and uh, I was gonna just bring up John Kirby mm-hmm. defending. Nintendo when they were sued by Universal because of Donkey Kong and King mm-hmm. Kong. Universal had the rights to King Kong and they sued Nintendo, but Nintendo, uh, Kirby must have been a good lawyer because they won and they got to keep the name Donkey Kong. I hope he was around Pink Man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I saw his picture. It was on that video game thing on Netflix. I did watch that. It was pretty good. It was pretty mm-hmm. good to check the, the history of that story. So if you do want to check that out, you can watch that um, video game thing on netflix i forget what it's called but yeah there's a, like a six-part mm-hmm. docuseries that's pretty cool um i uh i almost got confused i was like jack kirby did Captain yeah. America. <laughs> other kirby john kirby it's also kirby. funny that kirby is the name of a vacuum yeah yeah and vacuums suck mm-hmm. yes yeah. vacuums <laughs> do suck those people go door to door and try to sell you their vacuum. <laughs> they're fucking expensive. Yes. They're, like yeah, they're fifteen hundred dollars. They soul suck as well. Yep. Yes. Like, <laughs> suck you dry. Suck your bank account. Uh, speaking of sucking, Keith, I um, you were trying. Yeah. To say well, something. I was just gonna kind of segue into the next part here, but uh, just the games that I've okay. played. I mean, it's the first one on the list. If we want to go through some of these games um, mm-hmm. on the Game Boy. From 1992, Kirby's Dreamland. I remember I'd visit my cousins in Cincinnati, and they were big Game Boy people. My brother had a Game Boy, so the OG Game Boy, the gray box, the the, the big bulky yeah. piece of shit, um, with a two hour two hour battery, battery life. life. So when I went over to their house, he let me play it, 
And my cousin, he walked me through. He goes, this is Kirby. You know, he kind of floats and you get the little puff of air that would shoot out and it would kill your enemies. Um, and you can suck them in. I just remember that iconic noise on the Game Boy. The <gasps> and you could just hold it forever. Yeah. And I'm like, it's forever mm. engraved in my mind. I mean, it was a fun game. It was cute. It was neat. It was very simplistic. Um, and that was my first taste of Kirby. And I never <laughs> got back and played anything else. And I don't know why, because I remember the one on the NES. I remember the label at Video Rental Games when I was little and we'd go and rent video games. I remember seeing Kirby's Adventure from 1993 on the NES. Um, and then Pinball Land, I remember when that one came out too. But we never picked it up. And I don't know why, because I love that Game Boy I think game. Kirby Ad- but Kirby's Adventure is... Kirby's Dreamland. I think they just Redid re-released it. it in color yeah. for the Nintendo. So that's why I think Kirby has a nice following because of those that were like diehard Game Boy fans. That was your first experience with it, and it has stuck with you ever since then. And it's like I should have, but I never got around because I fell in love with other characters and the Mario games, and that's what we bought. Me being the youngest in my family, I didn't have a choice in what games were bought for the system. So yeah, and it's mostly a handheld franchise yeah. uh, there's a lot of game boy games a lot of ds games a lot of 3ds yep. games and there's very and few I, that are on i never consoles. got into the the handheld consoles so much yeah. so i think that's why my experience is quite limited with kirby because i never got on the handheld train yeah i remember playing the the uh, first dreamland on like car trips and stuff it's a pretty short game i think there's only like mm-hmm. four levels and then you fight King DDD, you could beat it in like an hour or two, depending on your skill yeah. level. It's really short. Uh, but um, I will say Kirby's Adventure, Kirby's Dream Course, Kirby Superstar, Kirby Dreamland 3 are all on the Switch Classic NES and Super NES. Mm. Mm-hmm. If you are subscribed to, to those, check those out. whatever online membership you can play all those and uh we'll get to more of that later but i played those because i haven't the earlier games i didn't play a bunch of so it was fun going back and checking those out uh kirby pinball land seemed i did not play that but it seems like a smart idea just like put this ball in a a pinball course (laughs) it's just the logic leap there isn't very far and the same with Dream Course, which I know Pale has played, because we talked about it on our Kirby Music episode mm. that we recorded. And I'm going to re-release that music, so if if you go to Drink and Geek OST, the newest episode will be the Kirby episode that Pale and I recorded a couple of years ago. Dang. <laughs> Not much uh, has changed. <laughs> exactly. The format's pretty much the same. <laughs> it just doesn't have Dustin on it. But in Kirby's Dream Course, you it's like a golf game, and you're trying to mm-hmm. flick Kirby into a. You got to like defeat all the enemies for the hole to appear by just like shooting Kirby into them. I didn't play it for very long because it was more difficult than I was expecting. It is very hard, <laughs> like to like to figure out how to control the ball or like what way you're facing and flipping your clubs because it it doesn't give you any tutorial. It's just like. All right, level one, start. And it's like, wait, how do I move? How do I aim? Like, because the ground is, not, from what I remember, it's not like even. Like, there's no, a lot it, of like, it's hills got weird hills. 
and you're at a weird angle so you can't even get like behind it it's like you're yeah. at an isometric just like looking down at it and you're trying to figure out like I don't even know what angle to aim at because <laughs> yeah, I'm like yeah. at a such the camera's at a weird angle. Right, you just have to guess, and then like, yeah, okay, well, we'll see. Like, if I would have played it more, I would have been more like comfortable with how to aim. But it was, a lot yeah. Luckily, on the switch, you can do like the rewind. So I kept like, okay, that didn't work. Let me rewind. Like, yeah, the oh, yeah. L and R and rewind and try again, and then eventually I got the hang of it and beat the first course and i was like okay i understand this game mm-hmm. <laughs> i don't need to go on it's going to be more <laughs> of this yeah. uh i guess my experience with kirby for the most part is watching allison play or smash brothers you know all the smash yes. brothers throughout all the time like the original smash uh, on the 64 and then uh melee and uh all the other ones Brawl. Uh, Brawl and, you know, Ultima and, you know, things like that. Uh, the one game, the recent game that we have uh, that was free on there uh, was the Kirby Clash. Super Kirby Clash on the Switch. And that was the last game that I saw Allison play of that one. And I thought that was pretty interesting because you control uh, a sorted Kirby and you just fight like a giant what, it's uh, basically a boss fight. Yeah. So essentially, and then you yeah. could you could team up with people online, or you can just do it alone with like a computer sidekick. Yeah. It's essentially you're just fighting a bunch of meta knights. Yeah. That's what, what it seemed yeah. like. <laughs> uh, but I did watch. Uh, we were in uh, we were in St. Louis at the Union uh, UCBC. So I don't remember what the acronym was, but it is Union something in St. Louis. And they had one of those uh, re-released Nintendos, the uh, yeah. classics. The classics, yeah. And uh, they had Dreamland on there, uh, mm-hmm. or Adventure. It was it was Adventure because it was Dreamland. Same Dreamland's game. Ga- yeah. It was, mm-hmm. and she's like, "Oh my god, awesome!" So she just started fucking playing it like at this brewery, and I was like, "All right, cool, <laughs> go uh, go right ahead, <laughs> go nuts, yeah, go." I'll drink the beer. You play the. The Kirby. That was the first night that she tried a stout and she liked it. <laughs> I remember like the look on her face, like when she tried it. I was like, like "Oh, this is actually good. this is enjoyable versus <laughs> cider." So I was like, "Good, perfect." Uh, <laughs> and yeah, then most. Of... Go ahead. I was gonna say, and then like I, I watched and kind of messed with like the pinball because that's just at like arcades and whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Most of the games follow the same format where you're just side-scrolling Kirby, uh, sucking up enemies and trying to get to through go through doors until you get to the final boss. Uh, until we get to Kirby Forgotten Land, mm-hmm. which is the first 3D game in the series, and as of recording, maybe came out yeah. today or something it like today. it. It's we haven't played it yet because uh, yeah, I know this is releasing at the end of April, but we have not played that one. I did play the demo that's on Switch and it's really fun. I can't oh, wait. I, res- to get I got more it last night as I'm recording, did. and I played yeah. it for about an hour. What the, the demo or the actual game? The, hell, the actual hell? game. Walk us through it. Oh wow. <laughs> well, okay. Um, How much you? I, I, I played hour. it for an hour as well. <laughs> yeah, just about an hour. an hour. So I got through the first stage. Okay. Oh, I got through the first three stages in an hour. I'm much faster. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> We've established. <laughs> yeah. I beat Metroid in 
the, a third of the time that took you. <laughs> I mean, honestly, honestly, I beat Breath of the Wild in seventy yeah. something hours. Yeah, and Pale had it like a hundred and fifty. Hundred and fifty. It took me hundred and fifty to do all hundred and twenty shrines. So yeah, I figure like for normal people, I need to add like. At least, uh, I don't know, like 10 hours more or something. It. Double it. Yeah, double it. <laughs> but my first impressions of the new one is uh, it's it's a lot of fun, but it's not as open world as you would think. That's um, true. It kind of, you're kind of boxed like in. limited to, you're, you're boxed like into Mario what, you're, Odyssey? what you can the do. The Super Mario th- or 3D, 3D worlds. 3 worlds. It's okay. more like 3D world. Where it's kind of like a linear path, but it, you can right. go kind of anywhere in this, ba- and it's not okay, like on a timer. Good. I like that. And I tried well, it on first. Not I tried the Breath it on of the Wild. No, 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 no. <laughs> not at all. And it's not even as far as Odyssey, where Odyssey seems more open. Yeah, Odyssey it's was a, more open. So yeah, I tried but, it on the easy mode, and it was just like a freaking cakewalk. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, let's switch it to the harder mode. Wild, I think the, it's the wild, wild mode. mode. And then still was just like not very. You're on the first level. It's not going to be hard. (laughs) I know. So I'm. It's a children's game. It gets more. Wait till you get to level eight or whatever. Gamification pale. (laughs) They do it to suck you in. It's teaching you how to play. It's like every Mario game I've ever played. It's such like a slow start, and then yeah, and then once you get going, it's like Nintendo's notorious for that. Same thing with Breath of the Wild. That's why you had the Great Plateau to teach you everything. Before yeah, they hold they your hand you for a while, the wild, let yeah. it go, and it's like <laughs> that's why I, I stopped playing the game for a bit because I got tired or bored of it. Like, <laughs> yeah. and you haven't even jumped off, you haven't even <laughs> a plateau yet. Yeah. Uh, why do you think it, I never jumped on a horse? I just didn't know they existed <laughs> until I found a stable with a fucking horse symbol. I'm like, there's horses in this game. <laughs> If, if it if it weren't for the final boss, I would have never ridden a horse. <laughs> That's insane. There's so much walking in that game. I I can't. It's still surprising me. You got it in like seventy some hours. It's just wild. I I used fast yeah. travel as much as I could. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Back to Kirby though. Uh, yeah. I from what I played on Forgotten Land, I think it's gorgeous. Like the graphics oh, yeah. are really. The colors beautiful. are very it, vibrant. And that kind of goes for all of these Kirby games. They're very cartoony and just mm-hmm. like appealing mm-hmm. to the eyes. Uh, and I liked uh, how they, mm-hmm. the music is also really good. It's like the an updated score. The same music from the old games, but updated with like orca- more orchestral sounds or whatever. You know what I mean? How they did odyssey yeah, yeah like with odyssey how it's like classic tracks but better that's cool and uh all the copy abilities are great like you copy a vending machine and then you can, <laughs> and then you can shoot shoot like cans can- out your mouth pop cans. <laughs> <laughs> it just it's very creative it's a very that's creative fun. game i'm excited to can get to the different levels and to see what it's about did you become a car yet Yes, that was fun. Yeah, that was in the because it like it puts you like on a road too, almost, and then you gotta like go around this track and like through a wall and then like to the end of the level. Right, you, it, and then like you can drive at like a normal speed, but then you can also 
like dash you through the walls dash and like, enemies. You got like fire blowing out of the back of the <laughs> tailpipes, yeah. going like twice as fast. Cool. <laughs> you can like drift if you wanted to. It's it's fun to play around with the the car. Uh, then uh, I got to a because in the demo it lets you play until you get to like the first boss, and the first boss was like this giant gorilla character, and it's like he, like forty times the size of Kirby, and that's just a it's like a a link boss where it's like the scale. Yeah. You're a little tiny guy, and you fight this big guy. Uh, that was really fun too. Was he tough uh, or was it pretty easy? I mean, it's. I was on the easy mode. It was pretty simple. I didn't die okay. or anything, but he was he did sit on me a couple of times. <laughs> you became a hemorrhoid. Like the hard mode, it just... <laughs> I think the, the enemies move a little faster, and then you have less health. Yeah. Life, yeah. Yeah, like... Well. Or the uh, enemies move at actual time. <laughs> right. And they're slowed down in, in yeah, the kids down. mode or whatever the other well, easy mode. It's kind of like Odyssey. They, I didn't know there was an easy mode till I practically beat the game. I'm like, oh, I just thought this is how hard it was. Yeah. It gives you more health <laughs> and you can't really die. It just restores you. Yeah, because yeah. it regenerates over time instead sort of having to hunt down more hearts or mushrooms or whatever gave you Well, that's life. good. We'll definitely have to check that game out. I know what's so, neat about it too. In the Switch lifespan, here we are, year five, I think, of Nintendo Switch um, in 2022. And this is an original game that's not a Wii U port um, that's come over. So right. here we are five years into it, and we got a brand new Wii game, or Wii game, <laughs> Switch game. Um, but yeah, that, that's pretty cool. But I'm sure it's based off Odyssey, so it's got you know some Mario elements. But that's really cool that it has that Kirby twist to it. Yeah. And it's the first op- more 3D where you're not just on a side-scrolling track. It was pretty cool. Yeah. So I had a question. Did anybody play any of the Wii's or the 3DS versions of these games? So from like 2005 till 2017? Uh, I know. Uh, no. Nope. Because uh, I was curious. Because I remember on... I want to play Epic Yarn. I've, I've, I'm watching one on eBay. If I can get it for like 10 bucks, I'm definitely going to get it. Because that game is really cool looking. Yeah, because I remember having uh, one of our uh, D-Ghost episodes uh, had music from the yarn, yarn game. So it had like the, the Kirby yarn mm-hmm. and Yoshi yarn and whatever. And so it kind of reminded me of to take a look at this little section. And I see like they have like really weird names for games like the Canvas Curse or the Epic Yarn. Canvas Curse I did play. Yeah, so it's it kind of like it, I was just making sure like in that time yeah, there it is. Yeah, in that time frame, how weird were those games? So I remember like those Yoshi games were really, really weird, or the Mario games in that time frame with the like the mm-hmm. the Wii and like the Wii U, and then like the Switch came back to like no 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 we're gonna actually make video games because <laughs> they're all testing that new like the, the Canvas Curse. I love that game, but it's all stylus based. You don't even Ugh. control Kirby at all. You draw lines, and he like he. It's fun. It, no, it's really fun actually. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. Uh, you kind of draw a line, and he like travels on that line, and you can like dash at That's folks fun. and steal their abilities, and like you can tap on Kirby with the stylus and like do things, but you, it's not like yeah, you're. The- walking around with him and it's a kind of unique fun way to play nightmares with that stylus and what we were talking about with that i'm like "Mm, yeah that (laughs) one is not fun but kirby is i think more 
as a, on a side scrolling thing, it's easier to control. Whereas in the Zelda games, it's right. like a three D Zelda game, and you've got to like walk anywhere and do all this bullshit. But on a three D, you're just kind of like you do loops to like dash, and and it's cool. It's really fun and unique. And it's a nice change up from the formula that they were doing with all these Dreamland mm-hmm. one, two, three, fours. It, it was a so- nice change. It sounds like it'd be easy, right? Because Kirby has far fewer abilities and movements that Link would have. Right, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. I was I was just curious because like that the Wii Wii U like time frame for Nintendo were like mm-hmm. really weird. Yeah, they're they're too focused on motion controls and stuff that I really think detracted from the, the yeah they they the said gameplay. yeah they like created the, the controls and, and how do we yeah. fit our characters into those controls instead of mm-hmm. let's develop our characters and you know a new way of doing things right then if if there's a way to use the controller exactly. then it, we'll do it but we it don't have to like shoehorn yeah. it in the Kirby Mass Attack look interesting because you control up to ten <laughs> Kirby's at once. I was like, how, how does this work? I like saw some gameplay video and it's just like a big blob of Kirby's. <laughs> no, thank you. Um, and then backtracking a little bit to some of these more interesting ones, the Kirby tilt and tumble is like a super monkey ball or marble madness type mm-hmm. game where you, and it makes sense because Kirby's a ball and it's just like a new way to I've play with the ball. I've seen that one before. I think these kids I used to watch, they had it, they were obsessed with the the Game Boy Color. I never got the Game Boy Color, so I just usually, mm-hmm. when I went over there, I played theirs, nope. and I remember the Tilt and Tumble. I want to play Kirby Star Allies. That one looks really, really good. That one, there's. The, I played the demo for a few minutes on the, like, you can download the demo free on Switch, mm-hmm. and that's really fun. It's basically like Kirby's Dream Land, but it's in 3D. It's like, it's like a new Super Mario Brothers version of a classic Kirby game. Yeah, some of the images look really nice. Yeah. The graphics are really nice. Mm -hmm. And the gameplay was fun from, like, the first two levels I played. See, I I played uh, Kirby Superstar on the Switch online. Mm -hmm. Um, That one's fun because there's eight different games you can play. Like Um, mini games, like a Mario Party type of thing? Yeah, they're really... They're pretty short. They're weird. (laughs) I played some of it too. Like one of them, you just race King Dedede and you try to beat him to like collecting, like eating food and then getting to the finish line before him. And it's like a site that you just kind of like running through a level trying to get there faster than him. And then there's another one that's just like kind of more basic Kirby game. And then there's one where you have to hunt down treasure chest and it's like kind of a Kirby game, but you got to collect 60 treasure chests and you're kind of just wandering through the side-scrolling maze trying to get all the treasure chests. I think those are the only three I've played so far. Well, in looking at this game list, I think what's unique about Nintendo is that Kirby, they adapt Kirby to whatever technology they have, and it seems like Kirby is the mm-hmm. grand experiment um, with a lot of the a lot of these things. They know <laughs> right. that with Zelda, they better get that fucking right. Um, Mario, they gotta get that <laughs> fucking right. Yeah. Um Kirby, like, fuck him. <laughs> Let's throw him out here. He's a ball. What can we do with him? Yeah. Um, and it seems like he's the grand experiment with all of this. So it's like he's dipped his toe in everything, but it's not as popular because I th- I'm assuming a lot of these games are misses um, because of that 
the technology yeah. that nobody wanted to buy the fifty dollar thing. Yeah, because there's no really standard. There's not a standard Kirby thing yeah. where we could just go in and be like, oh yeah, here's a Kirby. Because they're just like all over the right? place. So let's just fucking create characters. Yeah, and looking at him and his characters, it's like they were the original Pokemon. Like we'll just create some little fucking thing that is puffy and <laughs> DDD looks like you know Jinx or whatever one of the Pokemon and. Uh, the DD or the Waddle D's look just like Goombas, like fun Goombas, and yeah, yeah. I think they they have more experiments and they can definitely have more imagination. I think with the Dreamland and with Kirby and everything. So I don't think that's why he's yeah. And it, yeah. it makes it makes sense. They can have fun with yeah. it. As as for the story, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. It's a Nintendo property, but all of the games are made by HAL Laboratory, which is an offshoot, which seems yeah. to be able to do whatever the hell they want. That's how they got to do Smash Brothers, because they were just like, yeah, we're just going to do this now. <laughs> and like, let's put all these characters together and have them play. So, yeah, I'm uh, interested to see what else HAL Laboratories has done. I know they redid, uh, what's his name, Pit? Yeah, Pit. Yeah, they did that remake, and I think they do a lot of uh, Earth, not Earthbound, uh, the sword characters from Fire uh, Emblem. Fire, yeah. Fire Emblem, yeah, I think they do those games too. That's why there's so many of those characters in there. I think the, the like, I think everyone at Nintendo is probably like super surprised Smash Brothers did so well, <laughs> right? And and now it's like. Almost like Nintendo's staple yeah. game. Every system has to have one. Think, <laughs> yeah, it, like I think Nintendo like wanted Mario to be like their staple. staple. Mm-hmm. But I think Smash Brothers and, well, and Smash Brothers is like Mario is yeah. like the face of it. Right. But then it's got all of like, like the brothers part of Smash Brothers is Mario and Luigi. Yeah, and then like just like everybody else is involved. It brought a lot of the uh, other gamers that people love Nintendo because it was too kiddish, like Kirby. Um, and it brought like, oh, shit, mm-hmm. like true competition. It brought the multiplayer, which is what Nintendo revolutionized right. with GoldenEye and Smash Brothers, the original back in the day. It's like, get four people in a room. Let's fucking go. Yeah. Have a party. Yeah. Mario Party, all that stuff. Like, this is to come together and play together, not all this like online Mm-hmm. separation gaming we want we want you all to come together and so many fun one. memories from that like you know playing smash brothers in the wee hours of the morning and friends getting robbed for <laughs> pizza rolls in the driveway <laughs> <laughs> oh fun times <laughs> uh yeah, yeah i think that'll wrap it up we talked about kirby plenty we talked about a lot of other games as well but Nothing wrong with that. I mean, when you, th- you think Kirby Nintendo, adjacent, you got to think Kirby. Sure. I mean, he's been there it's, since the beginning. He's been there throughout. Yeah. Um, he's not the most popular, but damn it, he's Nintendo. So. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's more popular than Metroid. <laughs> he's so cute. And adorable. He's so cute. You can't help love him. He can. He makes like a perfect You have like, one, don't you, pal? Hello. You sleep with him every night? <laughs> Little Kirby? Oh, I wish I did. I'm going to Google that right now. Kirby plush pillow. I saw a headline that was like, people can't stop stealing these Kirby balls from Target. Oh, I saw like that. that. <laughs> I was going to drive by my Target yeah. and see if they participated. 
<laughs> I should. Um, at Kirby Fighter Deluxe, I wrote down Smash Bros. Oops All Kirby Edition. <laughs> I saw that. Because it is good. a Smash Brothers type that fighting was good. game. But it probably just... The only characters are Kirby's. Probably just inspired that one level that you fight the entire Kirby army. Yes. It's like 30 Kirby's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. That's going to wrap up this episode and this anniversary celebration of Kirby. Yeah. The 30th anniversary. Not 35th, you fools. I know. I'm, su- I'm such an idiot. I don't know why I <laughs> got that wrong. It, the thing is, it said 30th anniversary, and then the date said that. So I was like, oh, it must the the 30th should be 35th. Not that the date's wrong. The 35th part was wrong, and I changed that instead of actually looking up to see which part was wrong. Yeah. All right. Well, that's fine. We're all good. That's uh, all good. All right. Until next time. And, and smash out. Smash. smash out. And spit, spit out. out. Spit out. Oh. Spit out. <laughs> it's yeah, Kirby. Come on. Swallow. <laughs> Sometimes he swallows and takes their abilities. That's, that's fair. <laughs>